AEW loves starting Rampage with madness these days. I search my feelings like a Jedi. I like it. Also, hello, my friends. I am Simon from What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode of Ups and Downs. I'm just going to tell you this straight away. When you are done here, make sure you go watch SmackDown Ups and Downs 2. Otherwise, you are not finishing the puzzle. I don't know what that means, but do it anyway. Let's go. Yeah, our first match was Bandido and the Lucha Brothers taking on Big Bill, Lee Moriarty and Ethan Page. Now, if you want to go, wait a minute, why are the firm back together? Well, actually, we did find out. This was booked before Matt Hardy owned Ethan Page's contract. I just appreciate it getting any kind of reason. All we really need to know is that Bandido was in there first and he was just flipping and flopping around the place like somebody had taught him this in the womb. Like, it is absolutely hilarious how effortlessly he does this when eventually Penta tagged in and so did Big Bill. He's really big and his name is Bill. We really do have to sing his praises too because over the last few weeks he has been on such a tear and even though he kept trying to slam the masked man here, Penta was like, no, I've got a counter to this. He just kept kicking him. I was like, man, I tell you that always works. He then went for a dive as well, so Bill just whomped him with a right hand. When he grabbed the Lucha Brother, and he threw him into Barry Barricade. So I went and wrote another poem. Because Barry Barricade is not a duck, would you stop attacking him, you stupid fuck? Well, I got out of hand. Either way, justice for Barry counter rolls up to 62. The tag klaxon then went off, and we got this massive brawl as Ethan Page and Bandido went at it a little bit again. When the Lucha Brothers realized, hang on a minute, if we come together, there'll be two of us, then we're basically as big as Big Bill. So they went and took him out. It worked. Penta then threw Bandido over the ropes onto everybody because they are totally crazy, as is Phoenix. He was like, man, I love cutters. So we started cutting people. Not literally, he didn't have a knife, I mean the move. We then got the fear factor on the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. When all of a sudden Ethan Page was back in control and he was going to hit the ego's edge. But this is when the Hardy Boys came out and they were like, man, Ethan, we're so disappointed in you. We gave you some Hardy Boy sleeves and you haven't rolled them up, as it turned out. Page wasn't wearing like elbow pads, it was Hardy Boy sleeves and they made him pull them up Goofy wrestling for life. I was losing my mind. Because of course, this basically served as a distraction. Bandida ran in, he hit the 21 plex, and he got the one, two, three. So I was on the floor. I was like, <laughs> Ethan Page just got defeated because of merchandise. I've never seen that before. And I already know that some people will hate this and they'll be moaning about it. But look, it does tie into a long-term storyline. I just think that Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and Ethan Page are so damn entertaining because they just want to have fun like Cindy Lauper. And was she ever wrong about anything? No. Goofy wrestling for life. Up. When QTV was back next, good. I missed it. Because they were trying to think of edgy things to do, given that AEW Collision is about to launch. And I was like, why don't you ring Adam Copeland? But they did not do that. And instead, they thought about showing off some boobs. <laughs> That's their words, not mine. Whereas Aaron Soda was like, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we just sell ice cream bars? And when QT was like, now we've already done that, he was like, well, why don't we knock over Jim Ross's coffee? which was a really niche reference because these guys had accidentally done that last week. As they couldn't come up with anything, instead they just said, well, let's send out powerhouse Hobbs to murk some people. And I actually think we could use Collision as a really good reset. Let's have William destroy everybody and maybe even go on a Goldberg-like streak. And I'll tell you my reasoning for it. Why not? These are just so much fun, though, because they are such idiots. And it basically tied into this episode of Rampage where everybody was happy to be idiots. Hence why I'm wearing the t-shirt. I'll stop pointing at it now. Ah. Although then we did get a little bit of a 180 because Hobbs went out there 
and he totally killed Caleb Crush. I mean, it went about 39 seconds and I've just wrecked this dude with a spine buster. But what did I just say? We have planted the seeds again. Let's turn him into a massive monster and treat him as one of the stars of AEW Collision. Because this man has something and he has been away for a while. Give me that up. But I was then chatting to Wardlow and Arn Anderson, and of course they're very, very upset about what Luchasaurus and Christian did do to Brock Anderson, when Wardlow was like, don't worry, I will take revenge. And you've got to figure that very soon we will get Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. Although before that, do you know who has answered the TNT challenge for Dynamite? It's none other than Jake Hagar and his hat. So that is big men slapping man meat. When the acclaimed were fighting on Rampage again, they basically made this their show. They were facing Angelico, Luther, and Serpentico. If it was Serpentico, the first few minutes of this match. I lied. I'm pointing at it again. I think Rampage may be my favorite new show. Because this slot was just acting like total goofs, because Anthony Bowman was running around pretending he was going to scissor Serpentico, and then he wouldn't do it, when Max Caster got in there, <laughs> kind of started thrusting at people's heads. So I tell you, this just put a smile on my face. I don't mean thrusting. I mean the fact that, let's not, let's just move on. Originally, Danny Ass got the hot tag, and of course he went in there and wrecked everyone, where Angelico booted him right in the head and actually got a near fall. I was like, can you imagine if Angelico had beaten Billy Gunn? I secretly would have loved it. Anthony Bowens then got the hot tag though, and we did what we always do. We hit the arrival, the mic drop, one, two, three, and they are victorious for like the 72nd time or whatever it has been. Not entirely sure what the direction is with these guys, but go and listen to the fans. They totally love the acclaimed, as do I. This was fun for what it was. Uh, when Rampage continued with the goofiness, because it was time for all the madness with Jeff Jarrett's crew and Mark Briscoe. Because Renee was interviewing these guys when Karen Jarrett got the microphone, and she was like, listen, I know that Aubrey Edwards is here this evening, so I think she should bring her ass out here right now. She did this alongside Mark Briscoe, and all the crazies can calm down, because as it was stated, they're not allowed to do a one-on-one -on -one match, because Karen isn't a wrestler, and Aubrey is a referee. <laughs> but don't worry, we are going to do some shenanigans, because instead, Mark Briscoe went and sorted out a mixed tag. Because we are indeed going to get Jeff Jarrett and his wife, alongside Jay Lethal, taking on Mark Briscoe, Aubrey Edwards... <laughs> And none other than the best of the lot, Papa Briscoe, Mark Briscoe's dad. Yes. And there is so much naysaying to this because people are like, oh, Aubrey Edwards is a referee and she shouldn't be wrestling. Why? Why not? I watch so much wrestling on television. If you come up with something new and you come up with something different and you can come up with something fun, just pull the trigger and do it. Even if this isn't for you, we will zoom on to the following week and everybody will forget about it. That's just modern pro wrestling. Also, have you seen that everything Jeff Jarrett and his boys and girls have done since they have been running wild? It's been so much fun. Mark Briscoe is also hilarious. I like the fact that Aubrey Edwards gets to do this because think about the person. This is probably like dreams come true stuff. So I will always support this, I will always enjoy this, and I will always give it up. Also, look at this as well. We then got to our main event, and it was super serious time, because it was Nyla Rose versus Sky Blue versus Britt Baker versus Mercedes Martinez, and whoever won was going to become the brand new contender, or number one contender, for the AEW Women's Championship. So this had stakes. Tony Storm and Ruby Soho were also watching from the back when Marina Shafir, who had come out with Nyla Rose, was quite literally trying to kill Mercedes Martinez because she was strangling her. This is when Sheeda continued to be Batman because she came out with the kendo stick and she chased Marina off. Baker then pushed Rose off the top rope so she wasn't able to do her big lead drop when Britt Baker and Sky Blue got into it. I was like, man, I tell you, 
That would be a nice feud down the line. Also, isn't it cool to see Sky in this kind of position? If you do watch all the wrestling on TV, you have just seen her grow, and now she's about to smash it. Soon after this, Nyla was back to break up a Boston Crab, and I was all like, wait a minute. I don't think anybody in this match is actually from Boston. What a piece of crap. Blue and Breaker then came together to double team on Nyla because she is bigger than them. Bro, <laughs> just like, nope. She started choke slamming people. When I think we made sure to underline the fact that Britt Baker could have won because Nyla Rose was all like, Whoa! wiggly wobbly and Baker did run in and she got the curb stomp. She probably would have got the victory if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Or in this case, Mercedes Martinez, because she threw Britt out the ring. So Baker then reciprocated by pulling Mercedes out the ring. When Sky Blue got into the ring, she was like, wait a minute, no one's here. And also very handedly, Nyla Rose in the perfect position for me to hit my finisher. She did get the code blue and she got the one, two, three. And I stood up and I went, ooh, da lally, I didn't see it coming. I mean, it was just so great to see somebody in this position finally get a big win, because now the next time we do get a match like this, we'll all go, oh my gosh, maybe it will happen again, without the weird arms. Rampage then went off air with Tony Storm spraying a big L onto the monitor. Like, that's a weird thing to do, and also you're definitely going to get fined. But I thought this was a great way to end the damn show because, again, it ties directly into Dynamite. And that's what we should be doing with Dynamite and Collision 2. You watch one because then you have to watch the other. This was good. Up. Which is when Rampage ended. And look, I don't even care, man. Sometimes even I look at the counters and go, man, have I been too positive? But with this show, no way. I kind of felt like it was written for me, which obviously wasn't true. Who would do that? Up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about Rampage. And again, click the video on the screen. It is ups and downs for Smackin' Down. I would appreciate your support. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. My name is Simon Miller. Without the 316, my parents weren't totally crazy. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. Again, AEW Collision starts soon. Ups and downs will go through a little bit of a shuffle, but I promise you it's for the best. Have a great weekend. See you soon. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.